0: to be away with the family this week. We had a great time. We also went up to um, Australian Christian Churches, the ACC uh, Pastors Conference up in uh, the Gold Coast and just great. We're there with over 2,000 other pastors uh, in the room and just uh, hungry for God, worshipping and connecting and um, God's doing some really, really good things. And it was just great to Great to be around thousands of other hungry leaders um, and just hear what God's doing around the country. God's on the move. Do you know that? He's on the move. He's doing good things. He's in control. He's not scared. He's not fearful. And uh, and good things are happening. He's raising up so many amazing leaders around our nation. And uh, it's, it's great to see and be part of and connect in with what God's doing. Um, well, I'm going to... Share today on what I've called, don't give up. Turn to someone and say, don't give up. (laughs) John Maxwell said, the only guarantee for failure is to stop trying. The only guarantee for failure is to stop trying. Pretty much everyone in the room today, I think you would agree that you've had, or maybe going through now, certain areas of your life where God might be encouraging you to not give up to not stop but it feels like you want to stop it feels like it's too hard this is the human condition every single person in the room has faced situations like this or maybe is going through situations like this so I want to read from 2 Kings chapter 4 if you want to turn there or we'll have it up and let me give you a uh, a little Brief intro to where I want to start reading because if I read the whole thing, it's kind of too long. And so, um, Elisha the prophet had um, prophesied and prayed over a Shunammite woman who uh, couldn't bear any kids. Um, After he prayed for her, she had a son, and the son was out in the field with the father harvesting, and uh, long story short, died. And so her young boy is now dead, and she's running to Elisha, um, crying. And so we'll pick it up from um, verse 27. When she reached the man of God, that's Elisha, at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away. Gehazi was Elisha's servant helper. Uh, So he came to push her away. But the man of God said, leave her alone. She's in bitter distress, but the Lord has hidden it from me. Why he has not told me, uh, he has not told me why. Did I ask for a son, my Lord? She said, Didn't I tell you, don't raise my hopes? And I'm just going to stop there for a minute because a lot of us have been in this situation where God has given us something and then maybe it seems like it's taken away, and the years of disappointment and frustration. Make us even wave our finger at God and saying, I wish you never gave it to me in the first place. Don't raise my hopes. There's a lot of believers who have been praying for revival, praying for breakthrough, praying for people to come back to the Lord or whatever those little miracles might be in your life. And we get to a point where we settle for unanswered prayers. We get used to unanswered prayers. We even get comfortable with unanswered prayers. I want to challenge you this morning and myself included. Don't agree with unanswered prayers. Don't get used to and in, even invite unanswered prayers. This situation here is so easy for us to fall into where we say, wow, I wish I didn't even hope for that thing. I'm going to give up praying for revival because it's just too hard. I'm going to give up praying for, I don't even want to have false hope, so to speak, about amazing, miraculous things breaking out in my life. I want to encourage you, keep going. Don't give up praying for breakthrough. Don't give up praying for lost loved ones. Don't give up praying and doing good things for neighbours. Don't give up praying for those things that God maybe put in your heart a long time ago. But just like this woman, it's like it's too hard to even hope. But it's not. When it's Him, it will come to pass. Don't give up. And so verse 29 Elisha said to Gehasi, Tuck your cloak into your belt, take my staff in your hand and run. Now, I can't read that without making a point here. Theologically, it is biblical that men have to run. Men need to run, it's biblical. I mean, I know it's holidays, but that penny took like 90 seconds to drop then. It's okay. It's middle week of school holidays. I know it's just... Running, tuck your cloak into your belt, take my staff in your hand and run. Don't greet anyone you meet and if anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. But the child's mother says, surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. This is what happens when most of us step out and pray for something. We're in very, very good company. We have the voice of the Lord maybe from time to time say, go and do that thing. Go and lay hands on that person and pray for them. Go and begin to believe for bigger things. Begin to step out or whatever it might be. And, and what invariably happens quite often, not all the time, but quite often, what happens? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just like in this situation, we are faced with our own humanity where we're asking God for something and there's no response. you ever felt like that? Just give me a wave if you've ever felt like that when you step out and there's no response. Remember this passage when you do that next time because let's let's keep reading on. Gehazi went on ahead, laid the staff on the boy's face. There was no sound, no response. This is what happens sometimes when we pray. So Gehazi went back to meet Elijah and told him, the boy has not awakened. God, you have not answered that prayer. I've prayed it time and time again. You've not answered that prayer. Gehazi is like us. We are are like that. We, We run, we go and get into things, but then we go back to Elisha's like the Lord here. And, and we sort of go back to him and say, it's not happening, God. There's no breakthrough. I can't see anything. Verse 32. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on his couch. He went and shut the door and the two of them prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay on the boy mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. He stretched himself out on him. The boy's body grew warm. This is what happens when we keep persisting in prayer. The boy's body grows warm. We might not see it. We might not hear it. We might not see it for days, weeks, months or even years. But your prayers don't return to you void. If they're they're from the Father and they're to the Father, keep praying. Don't give up. Whatever the situation might be, keep pressing in. In fact, it might even be time because I find this interesting that there's a number of layers here. There's the first layer is God could have easily answered this prayer when Elisha said, Go and lay my staff on. Because this staff was a pretty amazing, supernatural staff. Go and lay it on the boy. Nothing happened. And this is often when we stop praying. When we we might press in for a while, we might even step out, might even fast and nothing happens. So what do we do? We rear back. We go back to back to Elisha and we say, Nothing happened. And then Elisha comes and he takes it to another level. He lays down on top of the boy really intensely. And what do we we see here? When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on the couch, shut the door. Then he got on the bed, lay mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hand. He stretched himself out and the boy's body grew warm. I want to speak to, there might be one person or 10 people or 100 people. The boy's body is growing warm in your prayers. Some of your prayers are beginning to be answered. Don't give up there. Don't give up when you see a 5% answer. Go for 100%. Go for everything that God told you. Go for everything that God spoke to you and He's encouraged you because it's growing warm. It's growing warm. It's funny. I don't know about you, but when you're believing for something and you might have been believing and stretching out on, on that thing for quite a while. And it might be to the point where you, you're just willing to give up. That's the point when it begins to grow. That's the point when the boy's body begins to grow warm. And so Elisha uh, turned away and walked back and forth in the room I just find this a fascinating passage, all the little things that Elisha did. I'd love to have been in that room watching him going, what are you doing now? You you tried the staff, then you laid down, now you're pacing around the room. What does all that mean? I have no idea what that means other than he's trying to listen to the Spirit, listen to the leading of the Lord. And that's what we need to do when we're in situations because you can't take someone else's formula and make it yours. Your anointing is your anointing. Your calling is your calling. Your gifting is your gifting. We don't look good in someone else's armour. It doesn't fit us. And so, and you always know when someone's trying too hard, if they're trying to capture someone else's gifting or anointing and make it theirs, it doesn't work. We can only operate in our anointing. And I think here, you know, and, and I've done this over the years when, you know, you read about Smith Wigglesworth. I've never tried kicking a dead baby or anything radical like that. But, you know, when, when you, you read about some of the great men and women of God and you, even in your own prayer life, you try to replicate it and nothing happens and nothing happens. That's because it's got to be him and us, him through us. And so Elisha's pacing around the room, um, and, and then he got on the bed, stretched out on the boy one more time. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. I have no idea why God made him sneeze seven times. I mean, it's crazy the way God answers prayers. He normally answers it in ways we didn't expect. We're looking for one way and he answers it another way. And so here he is, the boy in verse uh, 38 Elisha summoned Gehashi and said, Call the Sheminite. And he did. When the woman came, he said, Take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she took her son and went out. What a great story about persistence. In fact, that that passage talks uh, also about the widow's oil. And there's another passage, obviously, in Elisha's life where Uh, Naaman was sick and he tells him to go and wash seven times. Interesting, seven times. Obviously a, a great number, but also the fact that he had to go into the ocean, wash down, nothing happened. Go and do it again. Go and do it again. Go and do it again. There's something about repetitive prayer that God loves. I don't know what it is, but he actually loves the sound of your voice. Maybe others have told you, you know, I I don't like the sound of your voice. But God, the Father, loves the sound of your voice. He loves repetition. He loves prayer. He loves meditation. He loves it when we ask him for things. Luke 11, that great passage where Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray and we see listed there the Lord's prayer. He then finishes it with a story, a, a parable, if you like, a story about a man who goes and visits his friend late at night. How do we know it's late at night because they're all in bed And he just wants some he just wants uh, some food and uh, so the he goes and knocks on the door and and the friend opens the door. He's like, "What are you doing? We're all in bed? What are you annoying me for now?" And he's, and he's persistent. He's like, well, I need something. I need something. And so the friend says, all right, well, you know, here you go. Just, you know, you're annoying me, but you're bold and you're persistent, so here you go. And Jesus refers that to us, to the Father. And, and the words there can be interchange: boldness or persistence. Because of them, this is what Jesus says, because of the man's boldness or because of the man's persistence, He'll give it to you, what you're asking for. Those prayers begin getting bold. Begin getting bold. Maybe like the Shumanite woman, you're just like, well, I've given up even hoping. It's too hard to even have that hope anymore because you carry that hope sometimes and it's kind of an annoying thing. It's easier not to hope for great things. The poverty spirit sometimes in Australia, which maybe stems back to our convict roots, who knows, sometimes means that we knock down every successful person, every successful thing to make us feel better in our own poverty thinking. But we're meant to be overcomers. We're meant to be those who have hope and who seek after destiny. It's why it's always amazing sometimes when you'll hear uh, American uh, speakers with such confidence and boldness and, and pride in their nation and, and that kind of thing, and it's a little bit under fire these days. But, but you'll recognise as Australians, it's like, wow, we need a little dose of that. We need a little dose of that. Just just gently poke someone in the arm. And just give them a little dose of positivity. Isn't that good? it's just a little dose of positivity. A little dose of positivity. There's three things that I take from this passage with Elisha and the Shunammite woman. And the first one is that she goes and asks, even though she she doesn't necessarily know what's going to happen. She believes in the power of God through Elisha. She believes and she asks him, she begs him, she falls at his feet. Whatever it is you're seeking God for, he doesn't mind if you fall at his feet. He doesn't mind how you come. He just wants you to come. He doesn't mind what language you use, whether you can speak in tongues, whether you can speak in Mandarin, whether you can speak in French, it does not matter. He just wants you to Accessing him That's what a father does. And this story really is actually a story of a type of God, Elisha, a father type, to us. Where we fall at his feet and we say, God, I don't know what else to do, but you're going to have to come through. Bring my son back. Bring, bring this thing back. Br- break out. Release miracles. Whatever it is in your life. The first key to, to not giving up is keep asking. The second one is that God, in this story, I find it really interesting how He makes it really practical. See, when we go to God and we're praying for a miracle, we we really do expect a supernatural response. And there's nothing wrong with that. But nine times out of ten, He makes you and me the answer to the prayer. You ever notice that? That... He allows us, in fact, He normally requires us to participate in the miracle. And so whereby we like to have distant miracles, He wants to make us the miracle. We like Him answering our prayer in a far off land or maybe go and visit that person. Visit them in a dream, Jesus. And then He'll say, well, how about you share something? How about you go to them and do this? And that's what we see here in this passage. Elisha says... Take my staff and place it on the boy. A very practical thing. Don't don't remove yourself from the miracle because God may make you the miracle. Whatever that might look like, whatever that might sound like, if you're praying for breakthrough, if you're praying for things, then there's a good chance you're also in the miracle. You're a participant. So the first thing is asking. The second thing is he'll allow us to participate in the miracles. And sometimes God will ask for an act of obedience. He'll ask for just maybe something small, maybe something big. But He'll actually ask something of us to say, are you willing to take the staff and place it on the boy? Are you willing to go and pray? Are you willing to fast? Are you willing to believe? Are you willing to go and give a donation? Are you going willing to do that thing that I'm asked? Be willing to be part of the miracle. And the last thing is persistence. I love this this passage in Luke 11, because those words boldness and persistence are something that if we can really capture, then it it energises our faith. Because what Jesus was saying here was even at the wrong time, in the wrong place with the wrong people, if you're bold enough and you're persistent enough, I'm going to answer your prayer anyway. Why? Because the Father loves you because he wants to hear your prayers. You don't have to get everything right. You don't have to have everything perfectly laid out and and get and be a perfect human being because there is no one in the room who's perfect. But as we come to him, as we're asking and we're willing to obey and we come to him with boldness and persistence, he then answers. And sometimes even at the participation point, there might be layers where we have to repeatedly say, okay, God, I'm not seeing the breakthrough yet, but I'm going to persist. I'm going to persist. I want to encourage you, whatever you're asking him for, go even harder. Go even harder. Take it up a level. Fasting's a good way just to take it up a level because you don't have that comfort of food. I've said this before, but Karen and I we fast regularly for you know spiritual things and for health reasons but it's one of those things that when you remove food entirely off your day off that calendar you're just not the same person are you anyone ever done it just wave at me if you're the same you just you build with you know yes you can probably be pressed and prodded in ways especially day 3 i find day 2 and 3 are the worst like yes, you know, just I just want to sit in the bath for twenty-four hours a day and just just hum or something. <laughs> but this is what happens when humans want a supernatural God to step in. This is the stuff we do, and and this is boldness. This is persistence. So some of you maybe you've never done that before. Maybe just skip one meal. Maybe just go water for a day or a couple of meals or whatever it is, and you begin to say, all right, God, read through Luke 11. That's what I do oftentimes when I don't know what to pray or don't know how the breakthrough is going to come. Read through Luke 11. You see the words of Jesus talking to humans, you and me. And he says very simply how to pray. He just lays it all out. And we so we pray through that. And so there's power in pressing through. There's power in believing that God is willing to do it. And I want to really encourage you and and finish on this note that so often we let disappointment be the dictator of the result. We let disappointment, as in past experiences and past failures, that's what we're expecting in the future. But that's not God's plan. God's plan is that you would prosper. His plan is that you would be blessed. If we always believe and expect what happened in the past of those failures, then that's probably what we're going to get. Because what we believe often takes place, and what we sow, we reap. And so what we want to do is lift our eyes and read stories like this. Read Luke 11 and then begin to boldly press in and persist with him and say, God, I'm going to believe for something better this time. I'm going to believe for something bigger this time. I'm going to believe for breakthrough. Even though I may not have seen it over the years, I'm going to believe it. I'm believing. But then remember what comes next. He says, then come and be part of the miracle. And this is where I believe a lot of us Christians, especially charismatic Pentecostal Christians, this is where I believe we've either got it wrong or other people have been disappointed in us because we love the supernatural part. We love the big release, the big statement, the big prophecy, the big lay on of hands and heal the sick. But what we don't love is our participation in the answer to that, in response to that. The tuck in your cloak and now go and do something with it. Run with the prophecy. Run with the answer to prayer. Live lives worthy of that prophecy or that laying on of hands or whatever the supernatural release is, then oftentimes will come your and my participation in the process. And then comes the persistence. Don't give up. Whatever it is, don't give up. In fact, Dial it up. Dial up your faith. Even this morning. What are you believing him for? What are you seeking him for? What are you asking and knocking on the door for? I want to encourage you. You might want to 10x it this morning. You might want to double it. You might want to triple it. And 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 some might even be thinking, hey, I can't even believe him. for the one times, the, but that's why you're here this morning. To hear me say so you need to double it. You need to get a bigger vision. You need to get a bigger heart because you have a way bigger God. Why settle just for the normal? Why settle just for the normal life, the normal run of the mill of everything that everyone else does? Why would a supernatural, infinite, amazing father just want you to have the crumbs off the table? He wants you to have way more than that. That's, that is the poverty mindset that we settle for. Why? Because we've been disappointed in the past and we don't want to get our hopes up. Just like this lady, Jesus, Elisha, why did you get my hopes up and give me a son? Why did, you, why did you get my hopes up only to take him away? And that's what we've been like sometimes. It's like, why? Well, I wish I didn't even pray for that thing because it hasn't happened anyway. See, all that praying stuff, it's a waste of time. The fasting, it's a waste of time. Believing in this invisible God, it's a waste of time. No, it's not. It's at those points that we double down, we press in and we start to step into. And when we begin to enact that stuff, it's called faith. It's not even faith up until then because it could all happen naturally. It's only faith when we really, really, really want to pull back and not believe anymore. Then it's faith. Then we step into the realm of faith, which is that realm of boldness and persistence. Midnight, the man, everyone was in bed. The friend comes, he's knocking on the door. You can imagine him just knocking on the door, knocking on the door because of his boldness and persistence. What are you being bold about? What are you being persistent about? I want the worship team to come up. Awesome. And I want you to stand this morning. I wonder what... What big prayers have you been putting out there and what little questions God might be asking of you? Sometimes we're good at the big prayers, but we're not so good at responding ourselves. So I want to just pray through that for a minute. Let's lift our hands and Lord, we just thank you this morning for your word, for your truth. We thank you that you're stretching us. And so right now, God, we participate in the miracles. Whatever we're asking of You, we choose obedience to You and we ask that You would break through. We ask that You would increase our faith to believe for more. You would lift off every limitation, every spirit spirit of poverty and lesser than and disappointments and all the past uh, failures and situations that have let us down. We put them aside today in Jesus' Name. They are no longer part of us. They are no longer part of our personality or our belief system. We choose to believe You, Jesus. We believe Your Word. You might just want to pick up some of those words and thoughts and prayers and those, that way of thinking, even that old way of thinking where He's always going to let me down. I'm always going to be disappointed. This is not the voice of the Father. He wants to breathe life on some of you this morning. He wants to breathe into your being, just like Elisha to the boy. He wants to breathe into your being and breathe a fresh faith and understanding of the goodness and the bigness and the greatness of our God. Because He's far bigger than any of our problems. He's far better than any of our issues. And so Lord, I just speak Your blessing over each one of us. I speak... Your goodness. I pray that You'd give us bold prayers. You'd make us a persistent people. You'd give us strength and energy in our prayer life and in our belief and understanding. And I pray even now You'd give us bigger faith, bigger faith to believe, to believe everything that You have for us. Yeah, Lord, we thank you this morning. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be part of the miracles and the solutions. I pray this week you will speak to us and that you will help us, enable us to step out and to be part of the miracles, to be part of the solutions. We ask supernatural things to begin to break out, but we also participate in the practical, in the very, very basic, the practical things. Lord, I pray You'd give us openings. You'd give us opportunities. I thank You for every person, every family. I pray blessing and for Your increase in Jesus' Name. Amen. Awesome. Bless you guys. Look, have a great week. And uh, particularly the men in the house, make sure you jump onto our Facebook page, Kingdom Warriors. Invite some other guys along. You will not be, you will not be disappointed. You will wish you brought your whole family of men along to come and here, Steve in a couple of weeks' times, not far. Invite as many men as you possibly can. It is going to be a phenomenal night, May the 4th. Book your tickets on Try Booking and uh, bless you guys.